I guess. What's <laughs> up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is the wrestling show uh, for April 22nd, Friday. You got the, you know, me, myself, Ken, and Don. The Mark. The, the AEW Yenzer Mark, Ken. Uh, we got <laughs> Don and uh, Mr. Important, or Mr. Right himself, uh, Brock Atkinson. Mr. Never Been Wrong. Mr. Never Been Wrong. I apologize. Yes. So. And we're going to break down the world of professional wrestling from Friday to today. Did I watch? Yeah, I did. Okay. I you didn't sp- miss anything if you didn't. Well, my, you know what I just did? I said, did I watch AEW this week? You were at AEW, you fucking idiot. Um, that's how smart I am. So, Well, let's start with AEW since you were there. Yes. Well, before we get there, we should probably talk about Rampage from last night because the world title was on there. From Friday night. From Friday. Friday night. We'll talk about Rampage from last. Don't talk about Rampage that you saw because no one saw it yet. Yeah, no spoilers, Ken. Okay. You you saw this week's <laughs> Rampage that we didn't see yet. I, I did. I, I mean, I can do a spoiler. At the very end, if you want to do a spoiler, we can talk about it. Then we don't have to talk about it next week, but that's up to you. Yeah, we'll just leave it. It fits into our flow. Okay. This is the last episode. Um. <laughs> so Rampage last week, you had the debut of the Blackpool Combat Club with versus the Gun Club. Then anybody they're watching? not doing a trios title, why are they doing these matches? They have to be setting up for trios because they had more trios is a thing, like something that they're clearly going for. Yeah, they're doing a lot of trio stuff. Like I guess there's an ROH trios title. There is. Maybe they'll just bring that one in. Hopefully, I guess my thing is is like New Japan's known for like four eight man tag matches. And I feel like AEW is trying to be like, oh, we're the we have trios matches. That's our mm-hmm. you know big group. That's what AAA is known for. Exactly. Yeah. They um, got to go for six. They do. <laughs> six um, on a team. So besides trio stuff, what do you think of the debut of the uh, the back? There's a lot of clubs. the The combat club. A lot of the BCC. Yes. The, the Butler Community College. <laughs> Um, I like them as a unit. I think they, I like the presentation. I didn't watch last Friday. I'll be honest. Uh, well, you saw them wrestle this week. So yeah, like, I saw them this week. Um, Wheeler, you new pants. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm not feeling Wheeler Utah with this group just yet. He'll get there. I think he's talented saying. enough. You, did you watch? Let's just keep going. It's Friday. We'll get to Wheeler Yuta later. Okay, we'll get to Real- Wheeler Yuta down the road. All right, so we had the title match, um, which we kind of thought last week that Adam Cole was going to win, but mm-hmm. we were wrong, and he didn't win. And instead, they had this um, Texas Death match. And for me, I thought this was the shit. This this Texas Death match. It wasn't horrible. It's just they do it too much. It's lost its specialness. There was yep. nothing really special in this thing at all. The way the way they worked it, it just I, I don't know. It seemed like it, it seemed like neither guy really wanted to be in this match. You know what I mean? Like it didn't feel real at all. It, it, it was bad. And and from the 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 ratings, no one gave a shit about it or thought that the title was going to change hands. It was on at a stupid time too, though. I mean, I know it was on at seven o'clock, and that's a little rough. But I mean, it, it's the it's a live show that no one saw with yeah. the title being defended. I think if people actually thought something was going to happen that they haven't seen before, they would have tuned in for it. Did they have the a rate, battle of the belts this weekend too? They that did? was on Saturday. Yeah, okay. the um, they had a lot of stuff it, going on. 
Now, obviously, everybody's affected by the NBA playoffs right now because the playoffs are doing really well. Playoffs. But, I mean, you know, the playoffs rampage. I mean, it went from 600,000 to 40. And we learned that that NBA is the most important thing in the world. (laughs) See? (laughs) See? I had to. (laughs) So, anyway. Anyway. Um, it just didn't draw at all. Like no one cared about it. You know, the mm-hmm. 482 is a horrible number. Yeah. For your, I think time slot, the playoffs, it being on a Friday still, I mean, they're, you're better off just canceling it on nights like that. Yeah. Or I would have had it at battle of the belts on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You already had that other show lined up. You already had a show called battle of the belts instead of having Sammy Guevara for the 800th time winning the TNT championship again, going back and forth with that, I would have had this world title at Battle of the Belts. You know what I mean? Mm. You're going Rampage on a Friday against NBA games at 7 o'clock. I would have threw shit on there. I would have taped it beforehand Dark. and threw nothing on there. I feel like so this is like the inexperience of Tony Khan. Of, he almost plays like wrestling video game Booker, where he's like, well, what's a good way to spike ratings? Gimmick match. Because we're seeing mm. it again next Friday for or not not rampage it's the next rampage it's they're getting a ladder match like yeah 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 it's you know it's too much yeah when you do those things all the time does anymore yeah when you do those kind of gimmick matches all the time they lose their specialness it's just Mm -hmm. oh it's the spot on the show where we do a death match or it's a spot on the show where we do a ladder match it's thumbtack time yeah (laughs) so it was my thoughts on this is a couple things. I think that the reason they had a, a match, and I, I'm just speculating, is they probably had a, something going on in Texas because it might have been the start of what the big surprise is we talk about later. Mm-hmm. So they had it out there. They do some finalization of that contract signing, have a, have an event, kind of go forward with all of that. And that's when they decide that, you know, Adam Cole's not going to be champion. We need to Adam Page is a different direction. I don't know. It's just it didn't work, but yeah, yeah. So we'll take it to Dynamite, and um, uh, on Rampage they set this up where Dustin Rhodes called out CM Punk. You know he wants to fight him, so they open Rampage. Well, first of all, Ken, what was the venue like there? What was like you know uh, that was it a pretty hot crowd? The crowd seemed very, from what I saw, very hot. Now, you know, Rob, friend of the show, Rob Craig and uh, fellow toy show uh, alum uh, says he was sitting next to the guy that was piping in the sound audio for the crowd chants. I, I, just, I, let Rob, I, I don't know why Rob, Rob goes to that show. He, he hates AEW. I don't know why he goes. I, I've never known Rob to lie. I, neither have I, but I just. The crowd seemed very hot, and I, you know, go it looked that way on TV. It's a it Pittsburgh did. crowd. Yeah. Pittsburgh crowds are usually fired up for their wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, like, you know, that the Peterson Event Center, you know, basketball arena is very loud. It's very angular. It it looks good because people were packed in pretty tight, mm-hmm. and I was able to get a ticket on the way down and a pretty good seat for forty bucks. Um, there wasn't many of those seats available a lot up top, but it looked full, you know, I was on the side, I was behind the hard camera. So like that side usually doesn't fill up all the way, but you know, I think they did pretty well selling tickets. You know, they, uh, they, they advertised well saying this is the first time Britt Baker is going to be there. Wardlow's a local guy, you know, 
they brought in Pat Firemuth uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that really got <laughs> and, the going. And Najee Harris. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't know how to use the microphone. <laughs> uh, he they shut that down. <laughs> well, we'll get to Britt Baker here in a minute. So yeah. that was the layout of it. We started off with Dustin for CM Punk. And like I said before, I enjoy the CM Punk opening match against someone. Mm-hmm. Dustin's, for his age, is still a hell of a worker. He's he a better is, worker now than he was 25 years ago. He's a better worker than when he started with AEW. Like, yeah, I mean, he's he is a real... Better. He's just doing better. Yes, he he's good. a good worker. Uh, they had a good old school style wrestling match. Uh, it was fine. You know, it's it's a good way to start the show. I think it's much better than like an interview or whatever they do. I like CM Punk's journey, what they have him doing, just wrestling people. At least this one, you know, this is a much better format that like Rhodes called him out on on Rampage a little bit, little build. I like when you tie the two shows together in a way that makes mm-hmm. sense like that. Because they so, don't typically do that. Yeah, they don't. Sometimes it's just like, he's fighting Dax tonight? Where'd that come from? Well, they announced it on Twitter at 2 o'clock. Like, well, I wasn't on Twitter at 2 o'clock to see that that's why they're mm-hmm. having this match. You know, at least you gave me this on Friday. I watched it, and I'm like, oh, okay. Rhodes versus Punk to start the show on Wednesday. Oh, all right, yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan of Dustin Rhodes right now. Yeah, he's good. Do I like how he like used... a TNT title run for him. The only problem I had with this match, the only thing I didn't like about it was the end. I don't like the way it was booked at the end that he hit a crossroads on him and a power driver and punk kicked out on two. Yeah. Those are two finishing. That's two finishing moves back to back. Like you didn't need them both. I know the crossroads was a shot at Cody that he has to do the crossroads to call him out. But like, either do that and have him kick out of that. But like he kicked out of that and the other move. And then like the announcers have to be like, well, he's got one more finishing move left that he hasn't used yet. I'm like, well, okay. Like, you know, I, like, and then punk beat him, you know, like rolled him up to beat him or whatever. Cause you know, he didn't want, he didn't take the move. I just didn't like the, the finish, but I like the match. I don't think it, being live, I don't get the commentator storytelling. Yeah. It, was okay because they mm-hmm. were kicking out of all kinds of shit. Like I think AEW is getting a little out of control with the kicking out of major. They've moves. always like, done that. It's yeah. starting to get more. Like Wheeler Yuta kicked out of like three paradigm shifts in that match with Moxley on yeah. Rampage. I'm like, if it takes three paradigm shifts to beat Wheeler, how are you going to beat Wardlow then? <laughs> like, yeah. Like well, he should not. never lose then. You know what I mean? Like. If if Yuda, if you just get fired up and bleed, you can kick out of three paradigm shifts. How are you ever going to beat anybody? You know. I mean, we can talk about that in the Wardlow match too, but we'll get there. Yeah. So. so the next one, we had the Combat Club that we were talking about fought this fucking team of Brock Anderson, uh, <laughs> Moriarty, and Dante. And I know Moriarty is a Pittsburgh as a. So he, I'll let you talk about this first, but I'll tell you why I had a problem with this. Go ahead. Lee Moriarty was over with that crowd. At least I, at least what I heard. Yeah. And people were chanting, really yeah, like, I don't know. I think he's good. I've watched him wrestle speedball Mike Bailey. I do too. I do think he's good too. And here's why I didn't like it is Lee Moriarty in Pittsburgh should have a little, a, a match where he can be more competitive. Like for me, the Blackpool Combat Club it's like they got some. These guys were able to get some moves on them. They're hyping these guys that these guys are badasses. You know, Moxley and mm-hmm. Danielson, which they are. And you know, you want to see them right now squash somebody and beat the shit out of them. I don't think that you should do that to a fan favorite and and Dante Martin, who's also like a major face 
and someone like Lee Moriarty. I would have rather seen Martin and Moriarty team up and beat like Team Taz in Pittsburgh and get that mm-hmm. rub and get that. I think that's better booking when you do something. Because this plenty didn't do anything of, for anybody. No, yeah. it didn't do anything for those other guys at all or make the Blackpool Club look good. There's plenty of schlubs on the AEW <laughs> roster that they could have fucking squashed in this match on live TV to get mm-hmm. them over. I, didn't, I thought yeah. the opponents, other than Brock Anderson, who's a idiot i just thought it was bad that like at the end I thought you about Brock Atkinson. no i thought it was bad at the end to like you know beat the shit out of moriarty and martin who were over with that crowd especially in pittsburgh well yeah, i, feel I like, agree i would the bad thing is, is they're doing it again next next week with these same guys yeah yeah the elite sorry ken Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think this is going to be the start of the, you know, these are all guys that at the beginning of the formation of Daniel Bryan's, like, you know, talk to Moxley, like these yeah. are all guys that they were going to get. I was hoping that we'd see the start of that storyline. Now it still could be. Yeah. But... Yeah. Maybe after these guys get beat up next week by the undisputed elite. Yeah. Who is so we were... with them next week? It's a bunch of fucking schmo- throw together schmoes. It's and a three again, though, but two, but it's the varsity players. blondes with them. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking schmo team that they're putting together <laughs> to take on the undisputed elite. Who's going to stomp them? You know that's going to happen. We uh, so, we didn't get audio for that promo, so I don't. Yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> so we were talking about Wheeler Yuta in this match. I just am having a hard time with him in here. I would have rather have this been Daniel Garcia instead of him being caught up in that Jericho I agree shit. or Moriarty or Moriarty I think they fit the bill better as someone that looks a little tougher Wheeler's standing there like smiling goofy looking I'm like dude they need to work with you or do something like I he just doesn't get over with me I know people like him uh, I don't think he's I think he's a good wrestler I don't think he's a bad dude I would rather rather see Garcia in this role or some other younger guys that have a tougher edge your think... feel that fits with those guys I think Daniel Garcia was probably their first pick, but then he got the Jericho yeah. curse. Yeah, you know, maybe they'll do Lee Moriarty. I would like that. He seems he's a talented guy, and if he can pull off the grittiness that Mox and Danielson have, because that's what that thing is. It's like you know, that's their thing. They're they're tough. Yuta doesn't look that way for me, and and you know, but like Garcia does. I think he would have fit well with that. Put Yuta with Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> trade. Do a trade. I think Yuta's already changing his style. I don't think yeah. you're going to see an overnight change, but yeah. he does need to change his look. He's very furry, like with the yeah. big beard and the, yeah. you know, the puffy hair. You know, I th- he's changing his gear. I wouldn't be surprised as in like at the end of three weeks. He looks completely different. Wrestles different, and I think yeah, they're maybe. doing slow burn to uh, kind of get that. You know, you know. Well, I'll say, I'll say one thing for it. This has made me like Moxley a whole much better. I mean, I like him and Danielson together. I like the way they work. I like the way they act together. I just think we have to get to a point with this team that. Imagine if they add two more guys. Do we have to watch five entrances to get them to the ring? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, can yeah. we get a song already and get you all out in one group? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why they're like, hey, we're going to have a match together. And Moxley's like, all right, I'm going to go outside. I'll be in the crowd waiting. <laughs> all right, well, I'll come out the front. Like, we not, you know, if they get five members, it's every time they come out, it'll be five fucking entrance music. <laughs> like, let's get some music behind them and get, like, them, they come out together. Even if it's through the crowd, like. Even they just use Moxley's music, you know, do the wild thing entrance or whatever. But, you know, it's a little yeah, funny. I, 
I, I don't know. I, I'm sure they'll get to it, but I think this group is a s- slow burn for them. Yeah. These are guys that are going to be, I really think that this is going to be your next big stable. Like I can't, I hope Jericho's appreciation society going, this storyline going for very well, long. Yeah. Hopefully they disband. I would like to see this group get to like seven or eight guys that are like, yeah. you have the trios champions in there and the champ and and they're like beating the shit out of the whole roster. You know, this could also be something too, that goes to ROH and goes to, you know, they split mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. So they're on both shows, you know, whenever that goes, you know, right. starts to happen. So next we had Tony Khan's big announcement for this week. Can I, I need to say something here about this. Go ahead. Tony Khan needs to buy a fucking suit. Yeah. And I, I can't handle that. I dress better than Tony Khan sometimes. <laughs> like, he looks like a goddamn fool is what he looks like. <laughs> he needs to cut his fucking hair and wear a suit and look like a professional. It's it, it, normal. Tony Khan is fine when you're at a show and you see him and he's like, oh, okay, this is Tony Khan. When you see him with the, 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 the CEO of new Japan pro wrestling who rented a tuxedo. Yeah. yeah who looks very professional for a very, very professional. Yeah. And you're like, that guy looked like he didn't know what he got himself into. He was, <laughs> he was looking around like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Cause that segment was a complete <laughs> clusterfuck. Uh, like, here's what I'm going to announce this weekend that the deal's off. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I'm going to say about it. It was the best they could possibly do. And now hear me out. I think you needed someone that can actually speak and be eloquent. Like Adam Cole Right. To actually, like, yeah, get the information over in this situation. I but agree with you. That's why Adam Cole should just come out on his own and say, "I have an, a special announcement from Tony Khan, and this is why." And, and did the thing because Tony Khan on camera is fucking a, a train wreck. It's yes. a train wreck. That guy. He's nervous. He doesn't stay in the right spot. He looks odd. Yeah, but his acting's awful. It's awful. So. <laughs> But I think I was fine with the Adam Cole and and then the Jay White thing. I was fine with that because at least we got two guys that know how to talk and they hyped the crowd. I mean, I just didn't get the beginning of it with all that shit that they were doing. It was, you know, it didn't seem like they even rehearsed it or told anybody what was going on. That works for guys like Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson and all those Guys that have talked on the mic, it doesn't work for the Tony Khans and the random CEO of New Japan Wrestling. And yeah. like, who probably doesn't speak a word of English. <laughs> exactly. Like, and I wasn't really – here's the thing with the whole announcement. I wasn't surprised. At, like, I figured this already. I mean, they've been doing business with New Japan for like a year now. We've had all these Japanese – we've had the Japanese titles defended here. When he announced, like, we're going to do a pay-per-view together, I'm like – all right. Like I figured that was coming. I was not surprised by any of this. You know, I'm like, of course you are. You have a working relationship with them. They're on your show all the time. We just had Suzuki on the week before. Like, it's not some big surprise. I'm like, holy shit. They cut a deal with new Japan. Like Suzuki with one of their titles. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. All right. I, I agree that it wasn't a surprise, but you can't gloss over it. You got to make it important. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I and and really we all know that these major awards or major announcements aren't anything, you know. <laughs> and I think this is uh you know then when he said I'm going to fight this guy like I know like I think for people like me that have no clue what New Japan is, maybe this will be a good way for breach that gap and get us interested because mm-hmm. I had no idea who when he said I'm fighting this guy I'm like I don't know who that is. And the crowd like cheered. 
And they were like, Ishii. And I was like, I don't know who that is. I, I don't watch New Japan at all. I have no the idea. Stoned pit bull Ishii. You don't even know him? Other than the white guys from New Japan. I have no, like, uh, I have no idea who any of these other people. I know Okada. That's really the only person I know. And I know, like, Kenta's there because he was, you know, on Dynamite. I hope we get Okada versus Brian Danielson at that pay-per-view. That'd yeah, be a huge miss if we don't get that. Hopefully it's a way to introduce American audiences to that. And maybe, you know, it'd be great if we maybe ended up in the long run of this, if the w- way outcome is new Japan gets a, a shot at a TV deal here. Mm-hmm. That, that would you be could great. watch week in and week out. Don't they have one? I thought they had they one have that the... weird one that's on. It's like uh, two years behind. It's like yeah, two or three years behind. It doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Like it's it. It would be cool to see a major group like that have like a Saturday show or something, something different that like that you watch, and then every once a year they merge with AEW and do a versus pay per view. That would be cool. What if they split ROH? What if their roster and ROH like were on the same show, and it was like the world of wrestling, you know? And could be cool. Could be something, maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways, let's keep going. Anyways. Okay. Um, so we had the announcement, and then we went to Warload versus the Butcher, who does this to his throat. He sticks his fingers in his throat. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is just, I think the Butcher sucks, but, you know, I'm glad Warlow won, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. The the Butcher's exactly what you need him to be, a mid-card big, scary looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. good to see Warlow beat up a big guy. I mean, I love MJF. I think it was hilarious that he was all the way up in the... In, in the ball, <laughs> hiding like a little weasel, you know. And then who's he hiring next week? Oh, great. Lance Archer. Yeah, Archer yeah. <laughs> oh, he didn't my even God. Take the money. How about that Jake the Snake fucking promo? Holy <laughs> shit. What a train wreck that was. I know they're like, Jake, get the mic out of his hand. What is he talking about? No, no one I... even knows what he's talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tell Lance Archer's just like, fuck the money. I don't need the money. I'm fighting. You know, like, oh, all right. Like, yeah. and Jake the Snake's new thing with him is he starts talking, then Lance Archer goes, You're talking too much. And then Jake just runs away scared. And that's like <laughs> the whole premise of the whole. Jake thing. hasn't been there in a while, has he? I think he's there yeah, every week. They just don't let him talk because he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So Warlord will keep going through uh, the gauntlet. You know, what just seems to be MJF's thing. In order to get to him, you have to fight mm-hmm. a series of matches. You he's know? the final boss. He's and the he final boss. <laughs> And he always loses, but he is he is funny to hear on the mic though. <laughs> He's entertaining as hell. Couple things about this match: uh, the security was the uh, the all star of the IWC local Pittsburgh scene, as always. <laughs> it was good to see all those guys getting yep. a paycheck. Second, Butcher got what five power bombs, six power bombs that match. Mm-hmm. I guess five. Did anyone notice? Did anyone notice that he had to kick out at? three like like his shoulder came up right after three i'm like you i hate sell when people six, do that like you couldn't sell five or six power bombs from the guy that they're saying is a monster like you couldn't just lay there like i was a little annoyed by that but that's my my thing about i hate when people kick out on three yeah it's so it's so 80s where people you're trying still trying to make it seem like it was real and like oh that guy just barely beat me 
Yeah. I, I, I'm okay with it most of the time. This guy just pow- like did a finisher on you five times. Mm-hmm. Like a move that's supposed to kill finish you in one or maybe two did five <laughs> and you got to kick out of three. I was a little annoyed by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of stupid. But I'll just point out. You don't see that in WWE. You don't. Yeah. You get pinned. You get pinned. So Wardlow, uh, we'll see what he does next. He's going to fight Lance Archer. I'm sure that'll be a, a big slap and meat contest. One other thing I want to say about this Wardlow thing is how much better is Wardlow without any music and coming out in like chains? So much better. This <laughs> was fantastic. So much better. Cause his song blows. So I like him walked out to the crowd and then he does his thing and then leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much better. So much cooler. Wardlow's good. Um, then in a match that I thought I was going to like, and I thought it sucked was jungle boy and Kyle O'Reilly. I was surprised that this match was not good. It just seemed like they didn't connect or vibe at all. I didn't like the ending to it, the way it went. It just seemed really odd. I don't know what they were doing there. And apparently they were maybe starting a new Jungle Boy Christian angle because he was, like, apologizing to him. Mm -hmm. And then Christian's like, stop for a minute. Like, that totally looked like Christian one of these days is going to turn on them. Yeah for some reason, but I don't know why you would be disappointed. You lost your tag champs. Yeah. Like, I think, I think the turn in that group has to be jungle boy turning heel. I oh, I would love it. I, would love I think it. that's the, that's the best move. Mm-hmm. There's a guy I would love to see change and, and stop from being goofy and go right to the black, black pole combat club and become like a badass guy. Because mm-hmm. I think that kid's majorly talented. I would like to see him do more than jungle doing Jack Perry. Than, than Jungle Jack Perry and staring out into the crowd the way Christian does and the weird things that he does. But did you feel like that match was odd? I felt like the crowd was dead for it too. You know, it, we were like it was. It was a lot of long matches, and then we just you know we gave a lot for the Wardlow thing because he's a local guy. It was a tough match to have in that spot, so. Yeah. Okay. So we had that. Um, then we had Hook. How was the crowd for Hook? I think the crowd was pretty hot for Hook. I think I don't know how it translated on screen, but you know the crowd pretty went pretty much went crazy for him and Danhausen during this match. I don't know who the guy was that he fought. I couldn't hear his name, but. Uh, you know, it was uh, definitely. Oh, he was like Joe Schmo or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he. I uh, just. Do you guys like the Hawk and Dan Housen thing? Does that. Uh, I don't like. No, I don't like that pairing. I kind of like Hook being more serious, not caught up in. Dan well, he Housen. is playing it serious. None of the stuff's working on him. Yeah. He's just, and he's going to fight. It. Yeah. And. I, w- I am looking forward to seeing Dan Housen in action. I've never seen him wrestle. He's okay. He's good. Good okay. to okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough. Like, you know, these, this guy's gimmick, like, he's not going to come out and start doing, like, you know, Osprey-esque moves. He's not going to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you, you kind of see what you get. Like, not anything against him, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, wrestling's all about the character, and the wrestling mm-hmm. comes second. And Yeah. Like, that's fine with him. Yeah. Yeah. The character is over. Like, yeah. And, and he can lose and hook can win. And it's, a, it can be a, a done well, 
It can be a win-win for everybody. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So next we had um, fucking Sammy Guevara, who, who sucks. And the crowd hated his ass. Him oh and her both. Oh, yeah. And his snarkiness of, like, be mad, that stupid shit that they do, and, like, mm-hmm. acting like, I don't know what they're trying to be, but I watched a segment where all of a sudden they became the hills and Dan Lambert became a face uh, yeah. in a matter of seconds just because the, everyone hates Sammy Guevara. All of a sudden, uh, the men of the year who are heels and have been attacking people, they were, like, loving them. You know, like, I don't know what happened in that segment. But now we have to have another match against Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara for this title again. Like, mm-hmm. another match. And, of course, it's got to be a ladder match so this idiot Guevara can fucking fall off because he's trying to get people to like him again. So he's going to throw his body around like a crazy person and stick his tongue out to get people over, and it ain't working. Dude, you should go back and watch Cody and AEW when he couldn't figure out why people weren't like him, so he's setting himself on fire. Stop it. If he thinks that Philadelphia crowd is going to be any more forgiving than the Pittsburgh crowd, he is crazy. They're going to eat his eat him alive. <laughs> what are they going to eat? They're going <laughs> to eat his ass. <laughs> I mean, if you want people to like you again, stop with the on-air girlfriend shit. No one likes it. It's never worked. It's not going to work. No one wants to see that you have this hot girlfriend and you kiss her all the time and grab her ass and fuck her on the title. No one wants to see that. That's stupid. Like, let her go do her own thing because you co- totally shut her career off. Yeah. She was having matches and competing, and now she's just the pretty thing on your arm. You know, that you're like using when, mm-hmm. you know, again, we bring up not even a year ago, you got engaged to another woman on live TV. Yeah. And now you're telling everybody, be mad at how hot my girlfriend is. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. you're fucking obnoxious. And no one cares. So next week, kill yourself in this match and do all you want to do. It ain't gonna. It ain't gonna save you. No, it's people done. Don't, people don't like you. Or Even embrace Ken it. Frederick said he's done with them. Or embrace it and become a full-on heel and act like a heel and tell the crowd quit thanking people in the crowd and tell the crowd to go fuck off and be a heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this. I think it might have caught them off guard, which is surprising. I don't know why that this should be a surprise to anybody that he's a heel, but you know, um, yeah, I just. Yeah, you know, it doesn't take much. Yeah, so. yeah, I agree. So we had that. Um, um, you went to that. Then we had, you know, Britt Baker and Steeler Gear <laughs> to get the like. We knew she was going to win that match, but that was just like a local pump the crowd up with the Steelers and all that. And the crowd went crazy for it. The people love it. I thought it was a longer match than it was going to be. I mean, they brought yeah. that girl in, uh, Vanessa Bourne from NXT. Um, yeah, you know, it went longer than I thought and went well. And you had Najee Harris shucking and jiving on his way around the, <laughs> up, the up the ramp and everything else. They and I was watching the camera. They were trying to cut him out as much as possible. <laughs> the shot. Yeah. And the whole time she's talking, he's like waving his arms and doing yeah. all kinds of stuff. Like you're so into it. 
Yeah. And like, a, you know, it's a Pittsburgh thing. It's a hometown thing. It, it's good for the pe- everybody else in the country was fucking annoyed by that angle. Like, if you read anywhere else in Pittsburgh, people are like, yeah, Brit- <laughs> Pittsburgh. Other people were like, fuck Pittsburgh and the stupid Steelers. And they were hating it. They were completely hating it <laughs> other than the Pittsburgh base. Here's the thing. It, that's what works because you know what? She's still a heel. Like, she's not a good mm-hmm. part, Like Except in Pittsburgh. She's not a heel yeah. in Pittsburgh. Well, the Flair's not a heel in North Carolina. It's yeah. just, you know, the, and really look at MJF in Long Island. Like he yeah. was like, yeah. came out to his baseball gear. The crowd loved him. He didn't come out with like two of the Yankees though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he came out wearing his, his football, like Letterman's jacket. Yeah. But then it, afterward it, he shit on it and was like, I hate this school and all that stuff, you know? Britt Baker told Pittsburgh that she is the only thing that they have to celebrate. Well, there's two Steelers in the ring and the crowd cheered her. Yeah. You know, no, I get it. I mean, I I get it. I mean, she did her thing and it, and it, 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 you know, I'm, I have no problem with it. It, It's, it's her thing. I like Britt. I like Britt. I think she's good. I, I, when Britt's not on TV, she, one thing she's right about when she's away from that women's division, it fucking blows. So, She's absolutely right that she makes that division better. And mm-hmm. I don't understand why AEW has not given their women's division any chance on this dynamite show that they have. I mean, Britt got a segment last night because she was in Pittsburgh. Other than that, there wasn't even a women's match on this whole show. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, you you got to give it at least two matches to try and build. Some, you got Tony Storm and all these people now. You got to give us something. I mean, they don't. They just don't care about their women's division at all. Yeah, I it's all like. on dark. They it just have like on six dark. And eight man tag matches. Yeah, and uh, yeah, dark and and rampage has stuff, but that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. I mean, I watched NXT this week. There was half the segments on that show were women's segments. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to build some women stars. Like maybe they weren't any good, some of them, but they're at least trying. I mean, like I don't know. I feel like you got Chris Statland or all these people. You mean to tell me? Keep put Hook on Rampage where he belongs because that's his show, <laughs> and and insert another woman's match in there to try and like get them some something going. You know, you know what I also don't understand about Hook? Hook is seven and zero now, and he's not even in the top five rankings. Yeah, <laughs> he's seven and zero since he started, which is the beginning beginning of this year. He's seven and zero, and he's not even ranked in the top five. But a guy that's five and one is in the top five. That's Make because that. Hook's matches are on TV. They only count on Dark and no, Dark. No, they only Revolution. count on Dark. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I'm like, why isn't he ranked? <laughs> Hook's seven and zero. No one else is undefeated. But anyway, I digress. So anyway, um, we ended it with the coffin match, Darby versus El Elio. And what'd you think of this, Ken? It was okay. I was yeah, I was lukewarm to it. I didn't really, you know. I was in an obstructed view, so I couldn't really see where the coffin was at. I couldn't, yeah. you know. Sting but you were right by Sting, weren't you? Yeah, Sting was right in front of me. Like, I was right behind him when he jumped off the railing. Um, so, so, yeah. I, t- I said this to Brock earlier, Ken, before you got on, is I like in this match that Sting's plan for the evening was <laughs> – I'm going to dress up as myself, go to some random section of seating in the, in, in the arena. Hopefully you end up fighting in the crowd, even though it's not like a false count anywhere match. If you happen to be over there getting triple teamed, I'll make the save in a surprise mode. What the fuck kind of plan 
was that? <laughs> Why wouldn't you just be like, look, there's no rules to this match, kid. I'm coming out with you. In the world of, like, kayfabe, like, I'm going to come out with you. Because obviously the the foundation or whatever they're called are going to attack you because it's Man, no I'm rules. Not. But instead, he sat in there taking a beating by three dudes until they worked their way to the crowd, and the thing is just sitting there. As soon as I saw that, I was like, what are you doing? Why is he over in that corner going, man, if they come this way, I'm going to help Darby out. But if they don't, I'll just sit here in this mask sweating <laughs> my fucking ass off. Like, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It was so dumb. I would have bet money he was in that coffin. Because honestly, I was. I thought he was too. I didn't even realize. I don't know when that coffin showed up. I don't know if it drug it from. Especially when I don't know if you could see this because you were live when Elio first put his hands in it. He like went like ow, like something got him. And I thought like was Sting in a coffin and bit his finger. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. But really, there was stupid yeah. fucking thumbtacks on the on the lid or whatever. You know. <laughs> Which really did nothing except for. Which did nothing. If someone hit you with it, whether there's a tack on it, it's gonna hurt your head. The the lid hitting you, whether there's thumbtacks on it or not. <laughs> and then Andre's guy had to take his shirt off just to take a thumbtack bump. Yeah. Guy's never taken his shirt off once. Took his shirt yeah. off to get. Looks good. He wanted to make sure you knew he was going to fight him. He looked good as a fighter. This I just don't get. Like, unless if this feud isn't over, I don't really get the 50-50 split on it. I don't think it helped either one of these guys. Darby loses a regular match to him, and then he gave him a tope suicido into the, into the casket, and he and he hit him over the head, and he won. Like, I just think it was dumb. I think on Dark coming up, there's going to be, a like, a big tag match and that's the last that's the blow off match yeah because they've been going on and on with this thing really they have they have two months to book this new japan show yeah all television has to go towards this show to sell the pay-per-view you would think yeah so do you well, don't get, they have yeah, a pay-per-view before that or no no the double or nothing's now not around <laughs> double or nothing was their labor day thing i don't think it's a thing right now okay because right. this one's at the end of June. Then I guess you just start booking towards it. Yeah. Yeah, make it your thing. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of storylines get wrapped up. I also wouldn't be surprised if you don't see any women's matches on Rampage or Dynamite because there's no women really in New Japan. They have stardom, but that's not a thing that they're really promoting I think it's crossing. So you're not going to see any women's matches on Dynamite till this New Japan thing. And yeah, it's just going to be all booking of the uh, Undisputed Elite versus the Bullet Club. Winner takes all. Kenny Omega shows up. Hmm. Yeah. Omega has to return for that, right? I assume so, but you would assume so. Yeah. Or he he unites all of the the bullet back, club stuff. Yeah. True bullet club. They tease that. Yep. All right, so that was dynamite for the week. Um uh they had a drop in ratings again, nine seven seven to nine thirty, but again, uh, a lot of NBA competition on last night. Uh, three games, I think, going, two of them going live during Dynamite. And, um, you know, those Celtics were on, the Bulls were on. I was kind of going back and forth. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tough time for ratings for everybody because uh, especially now we're going to have playoff hockey coming up too. 
uh, baseball just starting, a lot of sports going on, which I think takes the uh, casual wrestling fan away mm-hmm. who also likes that, goes back to that kind of stuff, you know. I, and, you know, not take a shot at WWE, but you don't really need to watch their week-to-week product to know what's going to happen in a pay-per-view. Like it's, it's true. So you can miss it. And same thing with AEW. You know, their stuff isn't going to happen for a while, so. Yeah. Summer TV is always, like, just kind of, like, eh. Well, yeah. I mean, you're right, Ken. That's exactly right. I mean, for wrestling fans nowadays, I mean, you have a long build on, I mean, some people maybe thought they were going to, the whole announcement of Tony Khan doesn't work for rating pops anymore because people are just like, oh, mm-hmm. what's this? It's going to be something else or whatever you know it doesn't really you do too many of them you did so many of them in the past mm-hmm. two months that it, that's not going to draw and you can skip wwe stuff for a month and come back and go oh okay well well because they recap it every show too yeah they recap it <laughs> to death every show so you know it doesn't it doesn't matter you could just watch wrestlemania every year and get the whole year yeah pretty much you get the whole thing all wrapped up for you and you know you can miss a week of dynamite and come back and you know see how it goes but you know still i would say in my opinion that 930 930,000 for their brand where it's at going up against nba is not a bad number at least i don't no, think so i don't think uh, so either you know it's uh they were live against two two i mean it's chicago and it's boston and it's uh the champs in milwaukee it it, it was big time games that people are tuning in for you know and that how many of, shows on cable get a million viewers anymore that's you know I, I honestly don't know i have no idea i honestly have no idea how they even do these ratings to be honest mm-hmm. with you i talk about them week in and week out but i have no idea all they talk about is the key demo that's what mostly everybody's worried about and their key demo dropped this week which makes sense because it's guys in their 20s that were probably at the bar watching basketball playoff basketball games instead of watching wrestling you know mm-hmm. I mean, I don't ever watch wrestling live, so I have no idea. Do they do the DVR stuff? Like, does does that count? Because I watch everything on DVR, so I don't give ratings to anything. <laughs> you know, I yeah. watch. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know how that works. Or if you watch on a streaming site, does that even count? Yeah. Yeah. Work on that, Ken, for next week. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to find some info while we're on here. All right. Well, you keep looking. We'll go. Um, we'll just real quick talk about a few things over in the in the in the E happening that I found amusing this week, and a little bit of a debate on a couple items here. Um, SmackDown, there was not much. I mean, when Roman's not on that show, I really don't care. I, I mean, there was, you know, Ricochet had a pretty good match for his Intercontinental Title. He defended. No one gives a shit that Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss broke up. I don't know anybody that cares that they broke up, but when it's not a Roman, when it's not a Roman show, it's a, it's, it's, they did more of the tag team build that they're doing. They acted like he was there though. They did, which obviously the Usos are going to win at some point, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, some of the things I heard going on, Brock, is this is going to lead to a feud between Orton and and Roman for a little while. That might be where they may go next. After yeah. Roman helps them win the belts, you know, that, that sets up a little that feud. But I don't know if they're doing I thought they were going to do some Nakamura stuff, but that was three fucking weeks ago. And then that guy's been jumped tense. So I don't know if that's happening or not. Or poor Nakamura was just there for a segment. So who now knows? 
Um, that was pretty much SmackDown. Uh, for Raw, uh, we had Cody and Seth in the beginning, which uh, I thought this was good. I enjoyed their opening segment. I thought it was pretty good. Do you think it's safe to say that Raw is already Cody's show? It is Cody's show because they don't have a champion on this mm-hmm. show, and it, and it's like he's the star of the show. I mean, yeah. he's on all the Fox. Like every time they do any kind of blurb, it's Roman on SmackDown, Cody on Raw. Cody on Raw. It's it's his. It's like his show now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the and what Monday Night Raw now is showing me, which like, you know, I I enjoy Cody versus Owens was a good main event. It was a good match. Those guys work really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I this is why I hate the titles combining. Because there's no point of Raw. There's no championship belt on that show anymore. I know you have the United States Championship, and you know what they're doing with that. But it's lost its title. And, like, Roman's not on this show anymore. Like, you know, he wasn't even on SmackDown this week. So, like, I I, I, I just don't like a show that's three hours long that has no world title in it at all. Like, at least on Dynamite this week, Adam Page came out for a little bit. You saw the champion. You know, Mm -hmm. he was there. He didn't have to wrestle. He didn't have a big moment, but he came out. You know, there was talk of the world title. They don't even talk about the world title on this show. Like, I don't don't know how you have these superstars that are big stars, and they're not at all worried about the title at all. You know, like, I don't know. So I I hate when they they merge these belts, because it's different with the tag belts, because there's only like four tag teams. Mm -hmm. So, I don't mind you can mind it, but, I, but there's plenty of guys that could that could be benefiting on Monday Night Raw right now of a world title being on there if it wasn't merged. There's plenty of different things you could be doing with the world title. But anyway, uh, your boy Veer wrestled again, killed some jobber. He's great. And they do so many pirate references, which is hilarious. <laughs> Nobody gets them, I'm sure, but us. No, but Corey Graves does them all the time. <laughs> He's not um, even there. Yeah. So, well, he got married. That's right. Um, so, we talked about the main event. I thought it was good. Cody and Owens were good. Um, I'm glad that Owens didn't get beat. Yeah. Yeah. I like the he way they ended it. That. that was that was good. And then we had Seth and him attacking and all that stuff. But, um, so... You know, I don't mind. I thought Monday Night Raw was a perfect example of this thing. I don't mind in a three-hour wrestling show. You were talking about Danhausen earlier, how we, he's comedy, and you get a little comedy, and it's entertaining. I don't mind on a three-hour wrestling show that we have a comedy segment, right? Mm-hmm. It's not bad in my wrestling that somebody's going to do something funny. Perfect example of comedy done right for me was the KO show with Ezekiel and Chad Gable. <laughs> I thought that was entertaining. I thought KO is great in that role the way he is because he can be serious, but then he's also funny. Um, what did you think about it? Me? Yeah. I'd, I'm not a. I, I think Chad Gable's too over the top. He, yeah, he. But I thought Ezekiel and uh, or Elias and KO. I find that entertaining, uh, the way he's doing it. It wasn't super long. They got no. to the point. Then they had a match after. Mm-hmm. Now an example of bad comedy <laughs> and a fucking waste of time and the most insulting thing I've seen in a while on any wrestling show was this wedding with the twenty four seven championship. This was a fucking disgrace mm-hmm. and an insult to intelligence. Just four random people are getting married, and the whole plan of them getting married is just so you can pin her and take the belt from her. A belt no one gives a flying fuck about. 
Like, this is just so stupid. Yep. I don't <laughs> understand what Vince thinks that this is good. You know? Remember when Mick Foley introduced that title and he said it's not going to be cute like the hardcore title became at the end? It's going to be gritty and raw and it's only yeah. going to be around in the third hour of the show. And It took less than two weeks for that title to become a joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because it was a, an idea that you could have done something good with. A title that maybe you could, you know, we talked about this years ago. A title mm-hmm. that maybe if you held on to it for, let's say, seven days or a month without losing, then maybe you got a world title shot out of it. Mm-hmm. You, know? you could cash it in. Like, I think we've you talked could, like. Yeah, you could cash it in. A reason. For defenses or something. Right. A reason for why you would want it, you know, and that it can be, it can happen anywhere. It can happen outside. It can happen on another show like you know it's a different unique way of introducing something and then our truth won it in week three and then it turned into a fucking sh- shit show mm-hmm. and it's just such a stupid angle i mean they set up a whole wedding set imagine being live at that shit where you had to sit there while they're setting up all that shit while they're showing commercials so that they can put a fucking wedding thing in and a pastor and our truth and bring back Sasha Banks and a dress and all this other shit. Just that to wasn't do bad, a, though. Well, that part's not bad. Yeah. But just to do a roll up and whatever it was. How about it, it, poor Austin Theory standing in the in the ring for about 25 minutes through two commercial breaks, backstage segments. I know. All that stuff before he won the U.S. title. Yeah, so much. So speaking of that, that's the last thing we'll talk about on Raw. What did you think about th- this? Caused a lot of current tra- controversy on li- online, where people were really mad that he beat Finn Balor for this belt. Okay, here's what I need to say about this: WWE fans need to figure out what the fuck they want. Yes. Do you want new stars? Amen. Or do you just want the same handful of people over and over again? Because they're all pissed off that Madcap Moss won the Andre Battle Royal. They're all pissed off that. Austin Theory won the U.S. title and all this stuff. This is th- them trying to create some new stars, and it's still pissing everybody off. And it's not Austin Theory's fault that Vince McMahon likes him. He's like, good. The kid is good. The kid is talented. The kid can wrestle. And the boss, he impressed the boss, and he's pushing him a little bit. Why is that his fault? And then another person said, this is going to end up just like Drew McIntyre did. Do you see what happened with Drew McIntyre? You're like, yeah, he got let go, but he came back and he's a big star and he won the title. Like, I, I, I don't understand why there's the hate for Austin Theory. Well, I, I don't I get it. I can't stand the internet wrestling community. They, they, they don't. They need to make up their mind what they want. Do you just want Goldberg every few months, or do you want new stars? Because when you, no matter what you get, you complain. So yeah. Now what? I, now I heard some rumblings of what they may do with Balor, which I think will be good. Is there's a big the big buzz going around is that he's going to eventually come to the aid of AJ, and the two of them are going to become a team. I saw that, which would be cool. Which makes sense with nostalgia wise stuff. Now I don't know. I mean, Cody you know, people, could join that team too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People were making people were so mad and like, you know, and, and it's always starts the same thing. And this isn't an AEW shot, but they start right away. Finn Balor needs to come to AEW where it'll be appreciated. What is AEW gonna do right now with Finn Balor that's gonna be any different than what he's doing right now? What? He's gonna exactly. he's gonna get a couple matches on Dynamite here and there. What's he gonna do? Where's he gonna go? Is he mm-hmm. gonna wrestle for the TNT title? 
okay, it's just like winning the United States champion. What's he going to do? I mean, I love Finn Balor, but he's not a great person on the mic. He can't really cut a too great of a promo unless he's like evil. I've seen him do better ones when he's a bad guy, but mm-hmm. like he's a great star, but they have a shit ton of great stars. He's not in the title contention right now on AEW because they have a plan with Punk and everyone else. There's too many people. So what's he going to do? I mean, go back to New Japan? Yeah, that would be great for Finn Balor. Maybe he could go back and do New Japan. But does he want to go to Japan? <laughs> I think he's fine where he is, mm-hmm. honestly. I, I, like, I think so, too. I think he's cool being a company guy. He, he was he's the first Universal Champion. Let's not forget that. I think his biggest drawback is he's injury prone. Yeah. He's been gone twice in his WWE run for a year plus. Yeah. For injuries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to bank on a guy like that. Nothing against yeah. the guy's talent, that, but you're right though, because when he won the first ever universal championship, they had plans for him and he got injured mm-hmm. and it's not his fault. I mean, the body no. got injured. Seth did a double, a stupid move on that, but like it happened. It's bad luck. Or he mm-hmm. may have been champion for a, had a bigger run, which would have changed things. It happens. I don't think we've seen the last of no. Finn winning a title in that company. I no. really don't think you've seen the last of that. It just makes me mad that out of one side of their mouth, they're crying that they're not creating new stars. But then whenever they try and create new stars, you have to have them beat the current stars to create new ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. That's just, yeah. I'm, I'm so sick of this community. It's It's pathetic. Yeah, it is the it worst is. fandom in the world. There's no other fandom in this world worse than wrestling fans. Oh, and you know, that's tough. What do you think, Star Wars? Star Action Wars? figure collectible fans <laughs> are also bad. Yeah. Any kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> wrestling is extremely toxic. Wrestling is extremely toxic to the fan base. Yeah. I mean, they come at you forever. It's, I mean, you know, I saw a guy the other day post an article where he said something about. AEW's ratings or whatever, and this guy responded to him and said, I hope your whole family dies. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, over AEW's ratings and how yep. they went down, and you're, you're like, like, my God, people. Mm-hmm. Um, here, you know what sucks about Austin Theory right now? Is that his A-Town song doesn't work anymore because there's not a fucking A in his name because they got rid of his Austin name. So, He's still from so, Atlanta. Well, I guess, but like, you know, the A on his shirt and all the A stuff for Austin, like, you know, a lot of it has changed, you know, like. I, I hate that he lost his name. I know. He's not, it's not, it's only going to get worse. The names are all around. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, that, I went through the roster page on WWE's website, and I think there's like 28 people that just have one name. And we're not talking like gimmick names like the butcher or something that, like that's that. That's a great game. We should get we should do that of how they're gonna change people's names. <laughs> There's just so many and most of them, none of the women other than like Sasha Banks have a last name in Charlotte Flair. And really they just call her Charlotte. Mm-hmm. They just have Flair for name recognition. But if you're not Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks, you ain't got, you know old big time Bex. They should have just called him Austin. Yeah. Austin. <laughs> so anyway, that was raw and there were some things there. Um NXT not really much to talk about on there this week. The only thing um is <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know if I should bring this up. But uh 
Do you feel like Natalia has had even more enhancements in a certain area? <laughs> I, I I didn't notice. I, I don't know. As I was I fast forwarding through this, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but like she she needs to she stop just, her face. Just, like she was not she's had a lot of work even more now. She keeps getting more Botox in the face. She keeps getting her boobs bigger. It's like I don't even recognize her at all. When she first came out, if it's not for the Heart Foundation music, sometimes I don't even know it's her. Mm. I'm like, is that Natalia? Like, her and Charlotte Flair need to stop having cosmetic surgery to their faces. Because if you look at Charlotte, you know what? I the other day on, on YouTube, I saw the Ric Flair when he retired video, and they did the special on Raw yeah. the next night. And I always like to watch that because it it's pretty good. And she comes out with, like, his kids. It's, it's not even the same person. Mm-mm. I know she was younger, but it's not even the same person at all. The nose jobs, the, the, the just everything. It's crazy. Just need to stop with that shit. I don't know why they get into that rut that you want to do that. Yeah. But I don't know. There might be pressures from somebody, too. Maybe. And did you know that um, who's the guy that Braun Baker's uh, fighting right now? What's that Joe guy's Gacy? name? He's the new Bray Wyatt. Yes. He, he has magic powers. <laughs> I like him though. He has the magic powers. He was teleporting around, doing things. He has scary, <laughs> spooky powers, and he was attacking <laughs> poor Braun. Did you see they had the um, the guy from uh, the tag team that guy that yeah. was fired? He's yeah. on there Wesley. now, just by himself. He beat Zion Quinn. I thought Zion Quinn beat him. I thought he won. No, Zion Quinn beat him with that move that he did. Fucking Zion Quinn. The best thing they can do for Zion Quinn is lie and say that he's from the the, uh, Noah dynasty and put him with Roman. (laughs) Just lie. He looks Samoan. Just put him in there, you know, (laughs) and say, here you go. He's a big Samoan. So anyway, any other news things happening in wrestling this week? Let's take a look at the ratings for these shows. They were all down, too, because of NBA. Uh, SmackDown 2.2 to 2.1. Uh, Raw 1.8 to 1.6. And NXT 6.10 to 5.69. So there you go. Nice. Looks like steady drops across the board. Every, yeah. Every, every company, every. Yeah, it's playoff season. Everybody's going to go down a little bit. No other newsworthy things happening I can think of in the world of wrestling. So, Nothing yeah, I haven't heard worth. anything except for Ric Flair. Did you, taking, did you see him taking bumps at seventy-three? Mm-hmm. And then Charlotte commented, "Dad, what the fuck are you doing uh, on the <laughs> on the post?" He looked pretty good taking bumps for a seventy-three-year-old guy. Yep. He He's coming back. He's gonna have one more run. That video prompted me to show huh. Alex a series of videos. I showed him <laughs> Ric Flair and Jay Lethal in their segment, and then I showed him his, uh, which Alex got such a kick out of, was when he's in the ring and takes off all his clothes and handcuffs yeah. himself to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that was uh, he was hysterical during that. When he starts ripping money, and then he fires the shoe. He throws one shoe normal, and then the other shoe he throws a line drive into the crowd. Uh, <laughs> And then the best thing about that angle is the next week when Piper comes out and talks to him and he's like, you're out of control. 
And he's like, you threw that shoe and hit that lady right in the head. <laughs> and then he's like, then he's like, Arn, isn't he out of control? And he's like, well, you know, he is doing, he's doing this. And, and that's when he starts going, I can do what I want. I'm the president. I'm the president of the United States. And Mean Gene goes, WCW, WCW. He's like, you're fired, but you're fighting me first. <laughs> but that's that much, you're fired. <laughs> but you're fighting me first. That's a great. Piper's like, you are out of control. I saw you out here in your underwear last week. He's like, oh, really? And he unbuckles his pants, starts taking his pants off again. That is some fucking classic. WCW moments. Is the stripping? Uh, is the stripping one? He's like, I'm going to Baltimore. It's like, yes. I'm going to Baltimore. That was <laughs> that one. The, takes the clothes off, and then he's like, and then he goes, Bischoff, I ain't leaving. Then the pants come off, and he just starts running the ropes, and then they cut back to it. He's dropping an elbow on his suit jacket, <laughs> and it's great. And then it's the best woo he's ever done because he says, uh, he's like, you give me one more match. He's like, and if by the grace of the good Lord, (laughs) I get to run WCW for 90 days. He's like, I'm begging you, Bischoff. I will give you my house. I will sign over my cars. He just takes up money. He rips it. goes, another one. Another one. (laughs) Look at this alligator belt. Yours and he throws <laughs> Rolex watch. Yours. Uh, the the strutting in the underwear and everything he does. It's and then, then as he's handcuffing himself to that rope, he's hanging on the rope like a little kid. And he's like, You shut that camera off, you come back, I'll be naked. And Dean Gene's great next. He's like, Hey, what the hell are you doing here? Put your pants back on. What are you doing? <laughs> Oh, and Mean Gene really together are gold. Yeah. Oh, so great. That's classic <laughs> shit right there. WW Gene Oakland was the best because he give he gave zero fucks unless you were Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or Bret Hart talking about El Dandy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are you about it? El Dandy. He's a serious professional. <laughs> That's right. I forgot Bret Hart wrestled El Dandy. That was For a... God's sakes, El Dandy. What do you mean? <laughs> He's the highest flyer of the highest magnitude. But that was hypnosis. <laughs> Sorry. And she's like, don't you mean psychosis? He's like, whatever. You try and cut all these guys down and don't know their names. <laughs> you know what another great Ric Flair segment was? Remember the one where he's talking again? He's like, and Mr. Perfect's trying to get him to stop. And he goes, I'm not done gloating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not done. That was a Brock line. If uh, I know. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, a, yeah, I used to say that. I'm not done gloating. Um, we could just sit here and reminisce for a little bit more on the show, but we'll end it. 90s Ric Flair, I think, is my favorite of all time. He was great. We'll keep talking about Ric Flair, but we'll stop recording. Ken, take us out. <laughs> all right. All right. Whenever, please like, share, subscribe, and like, tell your friends, and have a great evening. Later.